All right. So this week in the connection challenge, we're talking about connecting spirit, soul, physical body. So last week we talked about connecting with God. Just bringing that connection with him to a new level, hopefully. And so we talked about last week honoring God, bringing that awe and that reverence and just our presence into our time of connecting with him. Now, this week, I want to talk about connecting spirit, soul, and physical body together. Now, I was thinking about this, and what's the problem we have? I think one of the problems we run into a lot of times as believers, as people who are trying to walk out God's plan for our lives, is you've got all these amazing promises. You read through the Bible, you read through the New Covenant, we've got all these amazing promises that God has made us in our life. And we see these promises, but sometimes there's a gap of, wait a minute, that's not showing up in my life. That's not looking like truth in my life right now. And how do we close that gap where we see those promises coming to pass in our life? We see them being fulfilled in our life. That's where I want to talk about tonight, spirit, soul, physical body. I think this, this concept and connecting the three, getting the three seamlessly working together. I think it's one of the keys to seeing more of these promises come to pass, to see these things flowing in our life at a greater level. So spirit, soul, and body. We're a three-part being. And I think of the spirit as our inner person. It's the inner person of the heart. It's kind of the core or the essence of who we are. I think of the soul as our mind and emotions. I think of it as the thinking and emotional, the reasoning part of us. And then we've got the physical body. In the physical body, often we discount this discount the physical body, you know, in the spiritual way of thinking. We often discount the physical body. But God wants our bodies to be a temple. He wants us to honor him with our bodies, as we talked about over the last week as well. And we can use the physical body to create markers and memories. We can use the physical body. We've got the senses coming in through the physical body that we can use to evoke and trigger memories. We can use the physical body to get things established in our life, to get that all those good things God put in our spirit flowing through our mind and emotions and out into the physical body. And really, I think ultimately the three are meant to be one. Often we separate them, but I believe they're meant to be connected as one, meant to function as one thing, the spirit, soul, and body all together. And so something I want you to think about is Nicholas was talking earlier tonight about being rooted and grounded in love. I think one of the one of the keys to all of this working together is there's a verse in the New Testament. I forget the scripture reference. I got it up here though. It says love, I got it, it says lie, but love binds everything together in perfect harmony. Love wraps or binds everything together. Love binds or wraps everything all together. So spirit, soul, and body. When it's rooted and grounded in love, it's wrapping everything together. It's uniting everything together. So love is the simplified version. But we often have a hard time connecting. Often there's that gap between the spirit and seeing it showing up in our physical body or in the physical world. There's a gap in the middle. It's got to cross. And often I think it has to do with us getting more secure because it's really hard to be present if we're insecure, if we're feeling fearful or threatened or judged 
or insecure often will shut down. And it's hard for that grace to flow in our lives when that gap is there in the middle. But it's perfect love that drives out all fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. So I think it's important what we did last week. Getting that connection with God established. Spending time with him, communing with him, connecting with him. Because it's only through connecting with him and getting to know him that we just get rooted and we get grounded in his great love for us. We learn how much he loves us. That he's a good father. He wants to take care of us. He loves us. And it's that perfect love that drives out all the fear. It's that perfect love, realizing how much he loves us and letting that love flow through us to other people that wraps it all together in perfect harmony. So if we get one thing right, it's just walking in love, walking in that love that God has for us, loving ourselves, letting that love flow through us to other people is one of the big picture concepts here. But spirit, soul, and body. I think the first thing we need to start with is what's in your spirit. When you were born again, when you were when you were reborn from above, God made your spirit new. He made you whole and complete in there. And Peter it says he gave you everything needed for life and godliness. It's on the in, it's on the inside. And we see all these promises. God's going to supply your needs. You've been healed by the stripes of Jesus. You've got the mind of Christ. You've got his peace and his joy and his love, but often we don't experience them. It's connecting these through, building that bridge from spirit to soul to the physical body. I think that has to happen to create that pipeline where we experience all this flowing through us from the inside out. But you think about just, and there's so many more things that we could pull up other than these scriptures here. But you think about it, you've got everything needed for life and godliness already on the inside of you. Romans 8, 11 says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. It lives on the inside of you and it will bring life to your mortal body. Luke 17, 21, Jesus tells the people, people will say, oh, where's the kingdom of it? Is it here? Is it here? Where's the kingdom of God? Where's the kingdom of heaven? He said, it's in you. It's on the inside of you. In Matthew 13, 33, Jesus says the kingdom of God is like leaven that's hid and someone hid in three measures of dough, three measures, think spirit, soul, physical body. And it works its way through the whole dough. It's meant to work from our spirit to our soul to our physical body. Colossians 2 says that all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in Christ. And earlier in Colossians, it tells us that Christ is in us the hope of glory. And so we've got all these amazing things on the inside. But sometimes they can stay bottled up. We're not seeing the fruit. We're not seeing the result of them in our life. We got to get them flowing through us and out of us. And that's where I believe we have to begin to create a bridge through our soul to connect through our soul to see these things flowing. But sometimes there's some obstacles in the way. And this is just observation. Sometimes there's some obstacles in our way. What's what's keeping us from some of these things? Number one, I think people will question, well, you know, I see all these promises, but you're, you know, that's for another day. That's for when we get to heaven. None of that's for, for today. And just in my own experience, just walking with God, just spending time with him, seeing things happen in my own life. I can tell you, he's interested in what happens in heaven. He's interested in your future. But he's also interested in what's happened in your life today. I heard someone say recently, well, you know, God's 
not that interested in my comfort. He's not that interested in what's going on in my physical life. He's just only interested in what's going on in my soul. And something about that just didn't rub me the right way. Just knowing God the way that I've gotten to know him over the last several years, I'm like, that's not true. I think about my children. I'm not nearly the father that God is. But I care what's going on in my children's soul. I care what they're thinking about, what they're meditating on, what they're magnifying, their connection to God. But I also care how they're doing in their homework, how they're doing in their school, how they're doing with their money, how they're doing in their health. I don't want them to be sick. I care about those things. I think God, It's some people don't make this connection. They think it's all about the future. And yes, that's going to be great. He's going to be there today, but he also cares about today. I think it would violate his nature and his character. Actually, I know that it violates his nature and his character. For his, it tells us in Proverbs, when you know to do good, but you don't do it, that's sin. When God knows to do something for us and to help us, but not do it, that's not him. And he put all these amazing things in Christ. He's given them all to us already. And it starts with us just believing that it's in there. Believing that it's available, that it's ready to begin to flow through us. And then sometimes we have the fear of making a mistake. Something I've experienced in my own life and I've just seen with people who really want to do things God's way. Who really want to walk out his plans and purposes for their life. Sometimes there's this fear of messing it up. Of making a mistake. And I think that's an area. What I'm learning is that's an area we got to bring to him. That's where we got to let that perfect love just drive out that fear. We seek him. We want to honor him. But we got to get rid of that fear of just making a mistake and feel like, you know what? I'm totally messing this up. Bring in those areas to him and let him just his grace work in us. And then there's the obstacle of just being consistent and being patient because it doesn't all happen at once. We inherit the promises through faith and patience. So some people will put some things into practice. They'll get some good habits in place. They'll be believing, but it's not happening in a couple of days. And sometimes they take a little time. Sometimes we got some growth to do, some maturity to grow into, to be able to handle the things that God has for us. So those are a couple of the obstacles. I'm sure there's more of them. But those are a couple of the ones that, I, that have come to mind as I was just thinking about this. And so... We got all these amazing things in our spirit. They are there, ready to go. God's not withholding from us. It's one of the biggest things I've learned probably over the last year. He's not withholding. He's got it all ready to go. It was given to us in Christ before the foundation of the world. There was purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. It's all in there, waiting and ready for us. And we get this amazing opportunity. We get to unlock it. We get this amazing opportunity. We get to see it flowing in our life. And I think it starts, we got to build that bridge in our soul to connect the spirit to the physical body, where we see it showing up in the physical world. I think it starts with renewing our mind. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. We are transformed by the renewing of our mind. Transforming the way we think about situations. Seeing things from God's point of view. Seeing things from a different angle, a different lens. The lens of grace. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, it tells us that we are transformed as we behold Jesus. 
just fixing our eyes on him, looking at him, staying connected with him consistently, he begins to transform us. You just stay positioned in the light. You keep abiding in him. He's going to transform you just day by day. Now, you're probably not going to even notice that it's happening in the day-to-day, kind of like kids when they grow. They wake up one day and they're just bigger. They're transforming over time. It's the same way. You keep beholding him. You keep building that bridge in your soul, building that pipeline, that connection. He just begins to transform you. Now, connecting the spirit, soul, and body. I want to make this into some practical things. I want to give us some practical things to do to work on. Now, last week we talked about that connection is the table turner for what we call the community blueprint. So it's the one most important thing. And we talked about how the community blueprint, just like love does, it wraps together all of the other blueprints. And so two that I want to focus on this week is to build this bridge between the spirit and the physical body. I think these two table turners are important. The table turner from the area of our time, which is to rest in our soul. To stop toiling away in our minds, stop trying to figure it out, stop putting excess pressure on ourselves, to learn how to truly rest in our soul. And then the health table turner is what I call frequency. Abundant health is a frequency. It's a vibration. Think of it like a radio station that you tune into. Tuning into that frequency of abundant health. Now, in the Pockets of Prosperity book, we talk about time and health, or health and time are a balancing pair. They go together. They're meant to function as one. It's really hard to improve your health if you're struggling in your time, and vice versa. And so these two things are meant to work together, resting in your soul and tapping into that frequency of health. Now, a couple questions to ask. To rest in our soul, the Bible tells us, I believe it's in Hebrews, that we have to labor to enter into the rest. Take some work to get to that place where we actually rest. Because things kind of try to come at us in life to get us to make us want to work in our mind, to figure everything out, to solve it all ourselves. When the answers actually come through resting, it's counterintuitive. And something we can pay attention to is where is the pressure? Because one of the things I've learned about this flow of grace, this flow of all these good things through us, from our spirit, through our soul, to our physical body and into the world, is they flow from the inside out. But if we put all the pressure on ourselves in the middle, in the soul, we put all that pressure on ourselves, it puts a squeeze on it, and the good things can't flow. When the pressure's on ourselves, it can't flow. When we put the pressure on other people, it can't flow. The pressure has to go onto God. We've got to cast our cares over him. We've got to roll that care over onto him because he can handle that pressure. And it's like it squeezes all those good things out through us. And really, what are we talking about here? We're talking about reconciling two worlds. It's an interesting thing. You could be sitting right next to somebody, but you could be two worlds apart. You could be in two completely different worlds. You're not on the same page. Your mind is completely somewhere else. You're not on the same frequency. And we're talking about bringing the spirit and the physical, the spirit and the body, the spirit and the physical results we experience, bringing them together, connecting them in the middle through the soul. And in the soul, the table turner for the soul, what I like to say is the imagination. And it's paying attention to what are those images that I'm playing on the inside? 
What are those images that I'm playing on the inside? Learning to cast down those images that are generating fear, especially fear and stress and worry. Learning to cast those imaginations down. So one other thing. Talk about connection, spirit, soul, physical body. One other concept to think about is I want you to think about past, present, future. Past, present, future. Purpose and grace given to you in Christ Jesus before time ever began. He's the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. That's in the past. You can look back at what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. That's in the past. And we're going to pull that by remembering, by resting in our soul, by remembering what he's done. It's one of the things we talk about with communion. We're pulling that into the present moment, making his sacrifice active and relevant today. We're going to pull that into the present moment. And then it's going to change the trajectory of the future going forward. So connecting the past, present, and future. We're going to pull what he did for us in the past into the present. And it's going to change the trajectory of the future going forward. So what are some connectors in the soul? Here's just a list of a few things. We're going to talk about how do we combine some of these together? So some connectors that I found that we can connect spirit and physical body together. Praying in the spirit. Praying in tongues, praying in the spirit can be a great connector to help us connect the spirit and the physical. The imagination. Just spending some time working on reprogramming your imagination, paying attention to those images that are popping up in our mind. Working on the imagination. It's the table turner that allows all those good things to flow through us. Journaling can be a connector. Just taking some time to clear out your mind, to get clear on what's going on on the inside in there. Journaling can be a connector. Breathing can be a connector. Just regulating your breathing cycles, taking some deep breaths can help you get more present and pull those good things into the present moment. Giving yourself grace, taking that pressure off of yourself. Getting more present. These are all connectors in the middle. Now, another big one, and a very simple one and a fun one to do is music. Music often helps us to rest in our soul. Music often helps us to change our emotional state. Music often helps us to be more present. And there's the tendency when you get into music to start incorporating your physical body. We start moving to the music. And now you're incorporating spirit, soul, and body. One of my friends who's a really high-level drummer said the times when he feels the most connected to God is when he's playing the drums. He says, like my whole spirit, my soul, my physical body are all working together as one to worship God. And then we got praise, just magnifying God through praise can be another connector that builds that bridge in the middle. I'm learning. So we got a practical exercise for us to do. So this week, our, our focus is practically connecting spirit, soul, physical body. And so here's what I want you to do. Just a practical exercise going to take about 10 minutes every day. If you want to do it longer, great. But we're shooting for at least 10 minutes per day. So I want you to identify an area. And it could change day to day. Identify an area where you don't feel like you're fully resting in your soul. You're still working to try to figure it out. You got some stress. You got some worry. Or you can do it with a question that you need an answer to, a problem that you need solved. 
And we're gonna we're gonna learn how to take a different approach to these things, how to create that rest in our soul. So it can be an issue or problem that you have, an area where you don't feel like you're resting in your soul, or you could ask God the specific question: God, what's my purpose? What do you want to show me today? Where are you leading me in my life? And what I want you to do is we're going to incorporate several of those connectors into one thing. I want you to find something that you can use to write with. You can take notes on your phone. You can take notes on a PowerPoint presentation. You can write down in a journal. You can take notes somewhere. Write down an area that you're turning over to him. Write down a question that you have, an answer that you need. Write it down. Write it down, and then you're going to turn it over. Just pray it over. Say, God, I need your help with this. And then we're going to believe all of the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are already in Christ. You already put them in there 2,000 years ago before the foundation of the world. You can, they're in the past. They're already there. And we're going to work on pulling them out through you. And so here's what I want you to do. You're going to write that area down. And then if you can pray in the Spirit, I want you to pray in the Spirit. I want you to put on music that you like, like some kind of um, worship type of music. And I want you to pray in the spirit while you're listening to the music. And I want you to move with the music. It could be just going for a walk. I want you to move your physical body. You can do your workout. You can go for a walk. You can dance. You can move to the music. Incorporate your physical body some way, somehow with the music. I want you to pray. If you don't pray in the spirit, you can spend time praising God through the music. We're trying to quiet down your mind. And we're going to believe he's got that answer already. And you're going to do this for at least 10 minutes. And this is something I feel like God was reminding me. I used to do this a lot. Actually, in the beginning stages, most of the, the content that's in my books came from doing this. Most of the content, the early content that I was developing through books and courses and videos was all coming from doing this. I would do this for 10 or 20 minutes. He would give me an idea or a concept, and I'd start to turn it into books or courses or videos or whatever it was. So you're going to turn on music. You're going to pray in the spirit. You're going to worship. You're going to physicalize it with your physical body. And whatever comes into your mind, begin to write it down. This is actually how the picture, the house picture of the Abundant Life Blueprint, this is how I got it. This is how it came. I was doing this and I just started to see images and pictures. And I just began to draw them on the paper. I had a piece of paper sitting there. I was just walking and listening to music and praying. And all of a sudden these, these images begin to come into my mind, just begin to draw them out on the paper. It's so a 10 minutes a day of this. Pretty easy, pretty fun thing to do. Now, one of the things you're going to have to fight is... It's going to be a tendency to, to think, especially if you have a busy schedule. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. And what I want you to think about is this. Every time that I have done this, number one, you got to have that mindset like we've talked about before. God's given me more than enough time. When he created time, he wasn't being stingy saying, how can I give these people just barely enough time to get it all done today? He gave us more than enough. And what you're going to find is that if you focus on doing this, He's going to make you more efficient in the rest of the day, and you're going to get everything done. You're going to have plenty of time left over. Because while you're doing this, he's going to give you ideas on how to get more efficient in the day. He's working on lining things up. You prioritize connecting with him. He's going to line up the rest of the day for you. So I'm going to open it up, and we can discuss this a little bit and see what's coming to mind for you guys.